Hello, this is Meghnad from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, July 17th, and the year 2020 is 54% complete. Today marks the day when India has officially recorded more than 10 lakh or 1 million coronavirus cases. The death toll has crossed 25,000. The total coronavirus cases rose to ten lakh three thousand eight hundred and thirty-two after a record thirty-four thousand nine hundred and fifty-six fresh infections were reported in the past twenty-four hours. India is the third country to report over one million cases after the USA and Brazil. According to the Union Health Ministry, India has three lakh forty-two thousand active COVID-19 cases, which is around a third of the country's infection tally. Recoveries rose to six lakh thirty-five thousand, including a record number of twenty-two thousand nine hundred forty-two number of patients declared cured in twenty-four hours. Friday marks the sixth consecutive day that COVID-19 cases have increased by more than twenty-eight thousand. The huge surge in cases has led several states to reimpose lockdowns for varying periods. As of July sixteenth, the cumulative number of one point three crore samples have been tested so far. and on thursday 3.33 lakh samples were tested the political drama in rajasthan continues sachin pilot had approached the court on thursday where he sought that the speaker's notice to him and his 18 colleagues be struck down he also asked that the 10th schedule of the constitution commonly known as the anti defection law under which disqualification notice was sent should be scrapped Pilot and his band of rebels went to court represented by Harish Salve and Mukul Rohatgi both are top lawyers of the government under the BJP Rohatgi was the advocate general and Harish Salve has represented India internationally in some big cases Pilot has not made any effort to meet Congress chief Sonia Gandhi or other Gandhis showing a singular lack of interest in any truce both Rahul Gandhi and Priyanka Gandhi Wadra had reached out to him over the week meanwhile senior advocate abhishek singhvi told the media that sachin pilot had called him up to seek his advice before taking the legal route he said quote i jocularly told him that the honorable thing was to tell him that i could not talk to him because i was advising the other side and we both had a good laugh and that was the end of it so it was in that spirit he called me after all we have known each other for a long time and he wanted my advice as he values it but i was advising the speaker and the dispensation with which his views did not match unquote abhishek manu singhvi has been one of the leaders who asked the warring factions in rajasthan to dial down their hostility he had tweeted earlier quote there is a time and a place for everything Gehlot and Pilot are seasoned leaders and have to demonstrate the perspicacity and maturity they are famous for. Turbulence should be short-lived and solutions lasting and deep. Unquote. The meltdown in Rajasthan has been on since a week now. It was triggered by police summons to Sachin Pilot for investigation into what Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot has called horse trading to topple his government. Gehlot has renewed his accusations yet again today. this time claiming to have proof of pilots involvement in the horse trading defense minister rajnath singh said today afternoon that india china talks should resolve the border dispute however it cannot be guaranteed 
The defense minister landed in Ladakh this morning over a month after the June 15th clash with China in which 20 soldiers were killed in the line of duty. He told troops at the Lukung post, quote, whatever talks have happened so far, the matter should get resolved. But to what extent it would be resolved, I cannot guarantee. However, I want to assure you that not an inch of our land can be taken by any power in the world. India is the only country that has given a message of peace to the world. We have never attacked a nation and have never staked claim to any country's land. India believes in the message, Vasudeva Kutumbakam, world is one family, unquote. He further added, quote, we do not want unrest, we want peace. It has not been our nature to hurt any country's pride. If any attempt is made to hurt India's pride, it won't be tolerated. We will give a befitting reply. We are proud of our army. I feel proud as I stand among our Jawans. Our Jawans have laid their lives for the country. All 130 crore Indians are saddened by the loss." Unquote. The Lukung Post is in the northwestern side of Pangong Lake, 43 kilometers by road from the Finger 4 area, where the troops of India-China are in the process of disengagement. Lukung is a combined post where the Indian Army and the Indo-Tibetan Border Police are stationed. The Defence Minister is on a two-day visit to Ladakh and Jammu and Kashmir. In visuals, Chief of Defence Staff General Bipin Rawat and Army Chief General M.M. Narawane were also seen accompanying him. A few pictures tweeted by Rajnath Singh's office this morning showed him witnessing the paradropping and other military exercises at Stakna Forward Post. As India officially crosses the 1 million mark in total coronavirus cases, there is some more bad news. We will now start to see the after-effects of this pandemic. A recent study published in Lancet has marked districts in Madhya Pradesh as the most vulnerable to the effects of COVID-19 pandemic, followed by those in Bihar and Telangana. The study has assessed several key indicators like housing, hygiene, and the healthcare system in these states. According to scientist Rajiv Acharya from the Population Council, the report looks at the consequences of infection, including spread, morbidity, mortality, and social and economic effects. The study has noted that 9 of 30 large states, Madhya Pradesh, Bihar, Telangana, Jharkhand, Uttar Pradesh, Maharashtra, West Bengal, Odisha, and Gujarat, have high vulnerability to be impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. The study has rated the vulnerabilities of the state to the pandemic on a scale from 0 to 1, measured using 15 indicators across five domains, socioeconomic, demographic, housing and hygiene, epidemiological and health system. Acharya said, quote, Our index aims to help planners and policymakers effectively prioritize regions for resource allocation and adopt risk mitigation strategies for better preparedness and responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. Although our intention was not to predict the risk of infection for a district or a state, we observed similarities between vulnerability and the current concentration of COVID-19 cases at the state level." Unquote. Madhya Pradesh has an overall vulnerability score of 1, while Sikkim, on the other hand, has a score of 0, meaning it has the least overall vulnerability. Arunachal Pradesh and Himachal Pradesh are two other states on the lower overall vulnerability end of the scale. In terms of individual districts, Darbhanga in Bihar has an overall vulnerability of 1, 
the highest followed by sitapur in uttar pradesh which has an overall score of 0.998 in fact eight of the top 20 most vulnerable districts in india belong to bihar with six districts uttar pradesh is second on the list telangana comes third however the researchers said this relationship was not clear for districts adding that better data collection at the regional level can help make more refined evaluations of vulnerability in their respective states they also added that data used in the study are 2 to 5 years old and might not have captured vulnerability well in districts in which rapid changes have occurred up to the present day India has condemned Islamabad's decision to construct the Diyamir Basha dam on the Indus River in Gilgit Baltistan of Pakistan occupied Kashmir. Anurag Srivastava, official spokesperson of Ministry of External Affairs said, "Quote, India strongly protested against construction of Diyamir Basha dam to Pakistan government. It will lead to submergence of large part of land of India's UTs of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh." we condemn attempts by pakistan to bring about material changes in indian territories under its illegal occupation we have also consistently conveyed our protest and shared concerns with both china and pakistan on all such projects in indian territories under pakistan's illegal occupation where it has no locus standi unquote pakistan prime minister imran khan inaugurated the construction of the diyamir basha dam on wednesday despite india's objection to the huge china backed project khan said the diyamir basha will be pakistan's third largest dam and will generate 4500 megawatts of electricity and provide at least 16000 jobs the dam is expected to be completed by 2028 some context in may the pakistan government signed a 442 billion rupees contract with a joint venture of a chinese state run firm and a commercial arm of pakistan's powerful military for the construction of the dam india had then said that carrying out of such projects in territories under pakistan's illegal occupation was not proper in 2016 the asian development bank had refused to commit funds for the dam project this came 2 years after the world bank declined to fund the project following islamabad's refusal to seek a no objection certificate from india The United States said all options were open to pressure China which voiced outrage over reports that President Donald Trump is considering a sweeping visa ban on communist party members. The New York Times and later the Wall Street Journal reported that Trump is reviewing a proposal to refuse US entry for all members of the ruling party which encompasses the who's who of political and business elite in the world's most populous nation. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the administration was looking at pushing back against the Chinese Communist Party. He said, "Quote: We want to make sure we do it in a way that reflects America's tradition and there are lots of ideas there that are under review by the president and by our team." Unquote. White House press secretary Kayleigh McEnany said at the briefing, "Quote: He has not ruled out any action with regard to China." Unquote. Chinese foreign ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying called the reported visa ban idea very pathetic for the world's strongest power. She said, "Quote, we hope the US will refrain from doing more things that disdain the basic norms governing international relations and undermine its reputation, credibility and status as a major country." Unquote. 
Trump has been ramping up pressure on China, repeatedly blaming the Asian power for not preventing the coronavirus pandemic, which is taking a heavy toll on the United States months ahead of elections. Last week, the State Department said it would refuse visas for three senior Chinese officials over abuses in the Xinjiang region. Their rights groups say more than one million Uyghur and other Muslims are incarcerated. But a sweeping ban on members of the Chinese Communist Party would be an extraordinary undertaking, requiring US authorities to step up screening for three million Chinese who visited each year before the pandemic disrupted travel. Chinese state media last year said that more than 90 million people belong to the party, with 35% of them workers and peasants. For many Chinese, membership in the 99-year-old party is seen as vital for advancement. Many observers were startled in 2018 to learn that Jack Ma, the billionaire businessman behind e-commerce titan Alibaba, also belonged to the party. And now for some stuff from the eternally running servers of newslaundry.com. I got a chance to interview the energetic and fun Swara Bhaskar last week. I have to tell you, dear listeners, that I am an OG Swara Bhaskar fan. She hosted this show called Samvidhan on Rajasabha TV way back in 2014. And I have an original DVD box set of it right from Parliament. I showed it to her during the interview and turns out even she doesn't have an original copy of the show. Score! Anyway, during the interview, we spoke about Bollywood, nepotism, the business of movies, and also a lot about her campaigning experience during 2019 elections. Watch the full interview on newslaundry.com. It is available only for subscribers, so you'll have to do that first to watch it. But I have some good news for you non-subscriber listeners too. We are releasing our subscriber-only NL Hafta podcast for free for three weeks. So if you've never heard the full podcast before, now is your chance. NL Hafta is available on Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcast, iTunes, and all of your other favorite podcast apps. Do give it a shot. I'm pretty sure you'll get addicted to it. Once you're addicted and it goes back behind the paywall, then you will have to subscribe to newslaundry.com. <laughs> yeah, that was my evil laugh in case you didn't notice. But seriously, subscribe because you must support independent media in times when the legacy media does not really care about offering you the truth or help you make sense of the world around you. Do it right now. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.